Hi, this is Brian Levine, former train conductor on the Disneyland Railroad, wishing you all aboard for Stories of the Magic. Welcome to Stories of the Magic, an unofficial Disney podcast with your host, Randy Crane. Hear stories from Disney cast members, Imagineers, artists, and more, right here on Stories of the Magic. And now, here's your host, Randy Crane. Welcome to Episode 79 of Stories of the Magic. I'm Randy, your host. Thank you for joining me. In this episode, we conclude our three-part interview with Bill Rogers and Camille Dixon, the official voices of Disneyland and Disney California Adventure, respectively. I hope you enjoyed and learned a lot from parts one and two, as Bill and Camille talked about their history in radio, becoming and being the official voices of the parks, some pretty cool announces, having had real jobs, their new PBS show on tour, and improv, including a quick improv game, and more. Now, in this episode, Bill and Camille talk about the first time they really realized they were part of something really special, and when that still comes to mind. Memories of working with Don Dorsey, cool stuff about the Disney fireworks, why they can now do only the official park announcements for the most part, Mickey climbs the Matterhorn, the gig Bill would like to have in the parks, and his friend who has it now, What else Camille would like to have as a gig in the parks? What each would want to do working for Disney outside of voiceover and announcer roles? Some appreciation for Disney's Alani Resort? What they never get asked that they wish people would ask them? Shoutouts for many of the people who make their jobs as cool as they are. What inspires them? Some challenging, practical, and encouraging advice to you for following your dreams. And of course, shameless plug time. Now a brief word from a fellow podcaster and friend, and then it's time to turn the page and continue this story. Have you ever experienced uncontrollable bouts of geekdom? If so, the Anomaly podcast may be right for you. In clinical studies, Anomaly's interviews, convention reports, commentary on geek culture, games, sci-fi and fantasy television, literature, and film provided a feeling of fullness while promoting health for optimal geekiness. The Anomaly podcast is not suitable for all people. Only geekily active cool chicks with a healthy sense of humor should listen. Geekily active cool guys should listen, too. Anomaly has resulted in sudden fits of squee, Broad smiles may appear without warning and could become permanent. The most common side effects of Anomaly are unconsciously joining in the Gamma Quadrant Golf Clap, out loud, at work, to the amusement of co-workers, and attempting to interject opinions aloud to hosts who can't hear the listener. But in all cases, the benefits outweigh the risks. Ask your Anomaly if you're healthy enough for entertainment of this caliber. You don't need a doctor's messy handwriting to obtain a free subscription. Anomaly is available over-the-counter at Stitcher Radio and in the iTunes, Zune, and BlackBerry stores. You can also stream episodes of Anomaly and Anomaly Supplemental at AnomalyPodcast.com. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y Podcast.com. 
Just one one-hour episode provides 24 hours of relief and never leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Music by JewelBeat.com And now, this week's interview on Stories of the Magic. So you guys have both talked about special times and you know, things that you really enjoyed, but do you remember the first one of those? Like the first time that you were doing something for either respective part and you went, I'm a part of this. Yeah, I think, you know, back to that that moment where I was, you know, I'd done the fill-in for Hollywood Backlot, and that was really cool for me. Um, but the, the first time that I was doing the Wine and Food Festival, and I'm saying ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, in just five minutes, you know, and, I, and I'm thinking, I shouldn't be saying this. This is not for me to say. It just felt wrong, mm-hmm. you know? And then once they said, well, just read it like Bill does, then I realized, okay, I'm here, I'm doing this and, and I can't believe it, but okay, (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to give it my best. And, and, you know, so that was, that was really cool. It was a a small kind of experience because I was in a recording booth and there were um, a couple of people from entertainment there directing me and Bill was in the the room as well, just kind of, you know, giving me the thumbs up and, uh, but the I think for the cars, the the cars press event when when we opened cars and I got to say, you know, ladies and gentlemen, Cars Land is now open. That was holy cow! <laughs> <laughs> Just something really special. That's it for me. It's been so long that I'm not sure that I can remember. You know, I have I have vague memories of of how all of this started. And most of it, you know, for me, um, there, there were other people who were doing announces at the time for the park so that uh, I wasn't the only one. There was a fellow by the name of Bill Nesbitt who was doing a few things. Mm-hmm. And, and in fact, more than a few things. Bill was doing a, a lot of it. And um, there, obviously, Corey, Corey was doing some things. And Corey still, I mean, when you ride in on the tram, that's Corey Burton. You know, it's like, how does he do that? You know, one minute he's Paul Freeze talking about, I am your ghost host. You know, thank you. Please. <laughs> um, but again, I, I go back and I and I think to myself that this is, this is one of those things that uh, I knew I was lucky then. I knew I was incredibly lucky then. And I, and I know that, you know, to this day, that hasn't gone away. The, the the luck of the Irish is still, you know, and I'm I'm German, but that's okay. <laughs> the luck of the German just doesn't yeah, have the same ring to it. No, it just doesn't. It just doesn't. But yeah, that's uh, for those times when I um, when I'm in the park and I see the band moms, that's incredible. When I'm when I'm just part of the people walking down Main Street, USA. Uh, waiting for the fireworks. The two of us have decided we're going to go get a dish of ice cream and, and, uh, and watch the fireworks or, you know, um, or being there for the rope drop is really cool too, yeah. because everybody's lined up. The day is just starting and they're mm-hmm. so excited to get into Disneyland. Yeah. And as soon as they hear that announcement, that's when you hear a lot of, <gasps> <"Yay!"> <laughs> it's time. 
<laughs> yeah, and the looks, the smiles, and the just the sheer excitement on everybody's faces. It's just, and you and can feel crest, that energy in the, the crowd. The crestfallen look when I tell them to walk, not run, <laughs> right. to the next, you know, their first spoils for it. Then there's also, there's also the disappointment of when he cancels the fireworks. Oh, um, yeah. He's, his phone has, has, Rung, rung more than once, more than once. <laughs> with someone calling to say we were here for our anniversary and you canceled the fireworks how could you and these people have the nerve to call me friend <laughs> but you know okay, it really feels like your your dear friend who yeah. usually tells you something wonderful has just through dropped the, air, the bomb. has just yeah, told like, you something horrible due it's to like, winds well, at a higher elevation i you can't know. see any wind you know why are we canceling you know, what, <laughs> you know so yeah it works both ways <laughs> One of my favorite people in the entire organization is a, is a fellow by the name of Don Dorsey. Don, uh, along with Jack Wagner and, uh, and my boss, Paul Freeman, created, uh, created the soundtrack for a, a small parade called the Main Street Electrical Parade. Oh, yeah, I think I've heard of that. Yeah, it, it had some ongoing... Some note. Some yes. note, yes. <laughs> Uh, the, the fun part of it was that Don Don was the the keyboard player. He was the one who programmed the uh, the synthesizers mm. to put it all together. And it was Jack who uh, you know, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, electrosynthematic, you know, synthematic, electromagnetic musical sound. Thank you. You're that. Welcome. <laughs> yeah, that. What he said. What he said. I know. I know. It's like you know. Hey, here it goes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's the the Don is also the the one who is credited with creating what we now lovingly call air launch. That that means that those those poor people over in Garden Grove who live north of the park <laughs> no longer have to hear <coughs> 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 right. They only hear <coughs> <coughs> because all of the fireworks now are launched using compressed air mm -hmm. and it was Don Dorsey who came up with that mm. with that idea and and uh it has it has done so much for the first of all the the, the weight precision. The, the precision yeah right mm -hmm. and uh, you know not only can you make sure that the thing goes off at the right time but you can also place it anywhere you want to in the sky simply by changing the tube and the amount of compressed air that is used to launch the firework mm -hmm. and when you're backstage in the afternoon. Um, I, a, a little story because I just I love to tell this story. Every afternoon, they normally do it around two o'clock, but sometimes they wait a little bit longer because there'll be some VIP in town wanting to see it. I mean, and and we wandered backstage one day when they were waiting for some of the people from Oriental Land to come over and see how the air launched work. Air launch worked, and. They have 300 tubes, I think. Something like that. Something like that. 300 individual tubes that all have, that fireworks will be loaded into later, but they all have little uh, uh, pieces of cardboard that get stuffed in like it was a load for, you know, a firework. Uh -huh. And uh, and at around 2 o'clock in the afternoon, they test the whole thing out just to make sure that it works. And it's the most amazing thing to sit there because in the first place, backstage... The command center for this thing is unbelievable because it's all on computer. And... Yep. And so you, you're you watching, watching them push all the buttons in the first place, and that's pretty darn cool. Mm -hmm. uh, but the second thing is that it's just, it is so precise. And it's even inside the command center, 
it is so loud. You don't hear it out uh, out on you know when you're on stage. You don't hear this at all. Uh -huh. But it's just, and it goes through just, <laughs> you know, and you, whoa, that's cool. <laughs> And you suddenly realize how it is that they put on these amazing fireworks displays every night. You know, I mean, we've seen some pretty incredible fireworks displays in our lifetime. Mm. But the, the gold standard is what happens at 9.25 or 9.35, sometimes in the evening, summertime, 9.35 in the evening at Disneyland. Mm -hmm. yeah. There's just nothing like it. Yeah. Just nothing. Wow. <laughs> you used to, before... Well, if I remember right, it was before 9-11. You used to be able to do things other than the announcements. And from what I yes. understand, now, except for some exceptions, I'm guessing where you can change your voice fairly significantly, like you being able, or being maybe in the other park. Is that kind of why you're able to do Thor? Mm -hmm. Yes. Thor okay. Yes. Uh, but other than that, you have to do just the official ones. because The, 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 official, speaking, the right? official park announcer, the official park announcer is charged with the idea of being... The authoritarian. Mm -hmm. And should there be, God forbid, something bad happen at either one of the parks, that announcer is there to say, duck and cover. Mm -hmm. Or find find the nearest cast member and follow them to the nearest exit. I do that for I do that for the park. I do that for all of the run Disney events. Mm -hmm. um, all of these things, 9-11 changed a whole lot of stuff. And that's the reason, you know, I, I do some some other things in other places where, you know, nobody knows that it's me. Cause, right. Or it isn't yeah. the Jack voice, you know. Yeah. Um, but when the park announcer says, ladies and gentlemen, there has been an incident. We advise you to please contact the nearest cast member. They will lead you to safety. There cannot be any any broaching of, of what it is that I'm saying. There can't be any fun. And that's that's taken away a, a part that was I get I I will tell you that there is there's one man who over the years has had an incredible effect on my on my life at Disneyland. His name is Glenn Kelman. Glenn is is one of the producers of, of various events and, and he now has his own theater in Anaheim Hills hmm. as well, but he's taken me through this amazing journey. And uh, one of the last things we did before 9-11 was a really silly piece called Mickey Climbs the Matterhorn. I remember that. Mickey Climbs the Matterhorn was just about the most fun that I'd ever had with puns <laughs> in my entire life. I mean, it was just crazy. Um, and we... It just it just went on, and the, the whole idea was to draw people's attention away from the fact that the parade hadn't happened yet, right. and we were just trying to keep them busy for the few minutes without you know, and it was it was so much fun, it really was so much fun, and it, I've had a chance to work with so many wonderful people, who uh, even though I'm not allowed to make you know make fun of things anymore, mm -hmm. I still get the chance to get people involved in what's going on. I think that's wonderful. Yeah. And it's for her. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's the same thing over at DCA. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, and that's completely fine. Cause I do get the chance from time to time, especially when I do something like the siren, the voice of the siren, where they change it electronically and you really can't even, you know, they process it. You can't 
really tell who it is. Right. And like you say, over at, at Disneyland, um, to do the Thor thing, they've done a little bit of a, um, attached a filter, you know, <laughs> so it doesn't quite sound like me and it's a little bit of a different character. So. Right. It certainly doesn't yeah. sound like mom from over right. at DCA. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, but is there anything that you'd like to voice, even a, be an attraction that you'd like to be able to announce or anything that that you can't do but like, I just really like to be able to give a voice to that the um there are a number of things uh one of my best friends since literally since I got out of high school is a fellow by the name of Brian Cummings and he uh, he and I discovered a lot about voiceover together hmm. He was uh, he was the one who got me into doing commercials in the first place, which I always thought was a whole lot of fun. And uh, and Brian Brian has the gig that I want. Star Tours announces the moon, you know, the, the flight to Endor, or the moons of Endor, whatever it is. Uh-huh. He's the, he's the guy, the big screen, in the queue, talking about <laughs> all of the Star Wars or Star Tours attractions and and where you could be going, you know. And and he's and he's done it literally since the day of the day that that attraction opened. He is uh, he is the consummate voice guy. He's you know he and he and Corey are just like how did I get that job? You know, <laughs> uh, and 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 Brian has uh, you know has an added attraction as far as I'm concerned because he was he was the guy that you know that I that I knew and and I knew that I could. I could do a lot of the things that Brian did, mm-hmm. and that was that's always it's it's nice to know that you have that ability. Yeah, um, Brian was also in the days that uh, that Disney ruled the airwaves uh, Saturday morning uh, on ABC. Mm-hmm. Brian was that guy. It was. <laughs> Not only was he doing all of the promo announcements for what was coming up and this, that, and the other thing, he was the guy um, who the the fellow who did all of the coming this summer from Walt Disney Productions, a fellow by the name of Mark Elliott, who okay. was uh, an, an <laughs> Mark used to be a disc jockey in KHJ, um, <laughs> but it was funny because uh, Brian Brian had that same vibe. And he would bring that to Saturday mornings. Mm-hmm. And every once in a while, I can remember watching Saturday morning and watching uh, three different commercials, one right after another, all with Brian's voice. You know, one for Nestle Quick, one for, you know, <laughs> Hostess Ho-Hos or whatever it was. And it, just, and it went on and on and on. Saturday morning was Brian's morning, you know. And in the old days, he was also the he was the announcer. Everybody had a cool announcer for their thing once upon a time, and Alpha Beta. Mm-hmm. Alpha Beta Food Markets. Brian was the guy for Alpha Beta. That is, you know. So, uh, Brian's got got the gig, and, and I ain't gonna get it. <laughs> <laughs> and I ain't gonna get it. So it's yeah. But that's. How about you? I am still in such shock that I get to do what I do that I haven't even thought about anything else <laughs> voice wise that I would want to do. Except I, I would if I could. I would be a member of the Trash Can Trio. I, okay. I played percussion in junior high and part of high school, and I I wish that I had that kind of talent. I would. That's something that I would love to do. Okay, those guys are amazing. Aren't yeah. They? yeah, they are yeah. so much fun to watch. Yeah, it's like watching. Years ago, there was a fellow on 
uh, on very early television in the 50s by the name of Ernie Kovacs. Mm -hmm. And he had the Nairobi Trio. It was three guys with gorilla masks on <laughs> that, that did silly things. They'd start out by trying to play this one piece every time, and it would always devolve into some, you know, into them hitting each other or, you know. <laughs> and that's... Trash Can Trio does a... They're a little more musical. They than are. That. They're yeah. considerably more Just musical than that. But yeah. the, the point was, the comedy is still yes. there, and and yes. the and the and joy the and the yeah. fun is mm -hmm. is definitely there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking as a fellow percussionist, I can relate. Oh, very nice. So, take your drum and beat it. <laughs> <laughs> Both of you. Anyway, did I say that? You did. God. But how about outside the world of voiceover? If you could do anything working for the Walt Disney Company, any job, any part of the company, except, like, King of Disney, Emperor of Disney. I don't <laughs> get to be Bob Jobs Iger. that don't actually exist. Right. Well, well okay. you can even make up a job. You just don't get to be, you know, fiat ruler of the entire company. I see, I see. Aside from that, what would you want to do? Um, you know, I would probably choose to be a part of Good Morning America. Hmm. I think, you know, that would be fun. I, I think she'd that's... look really cute sitting next to Robin Roberts. <laughs> I I think that'd be wonderful. Mm. You know. Well, you know, I I I have a great deal of respect for for what they do, and I think you know that's something that I guess if we're choosing jobs that could be somewhat realistic, you know, just because I have done sort of that, I can't even begin to put myself up against those folks. But yeah, that would be that would be I think a whole lot of fun. Yeah. How about you? Okay. One of the biggest things in my life has always been what the guys at Imagineering do, and I think I would I would love to be one of those people, simply because you get a chance to use every every little bone and and nook and cranny in your in your mind, and 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 I've, I've always wanted to be able to stand up on stage and say. I want to thank Marty Sklar for not firing me those ten times. <laughs> I've, I seriously know a couple of Imagineers who have actually said that in accepting awards, for instance, the themed, themed uh, park, theme park awards the and stuff like themed entertainment yeah. awards, the mm -hmm. Theo awards, mm -hmm. and and it's and it really is funny because the Imagineers, in so many ways, are the hardest workers at Disney. Mm -hmm. But also at the same time, they are the ones who are just as far out there as they can get. I mean, it's like they keep drawing the plank a little longer so they can keep moving out and seeing how far it's going to be until it breaks. <laughs> right. You know, just <laughs> and then they're going to end up in the water. But that's but that, you know they they don't care. I mean, I, I look at I look at guys like Tony Baxter and Joe Rohde. Um If you've been to Alani or not. You've got to look at, at Joe's work at Alani. Joe was the, the lead Imagineer for Alani. Mm -hmm. And what he did and how things came about is nothing short of, of brilliance. Just true brilliance. The place is just chock full of, of South Seas magic. And, um, and, and as far as, you know, when, when you go, I've, I've had less satisfactory service at a Four Seasons, you know. Uh -huh. <laughs> I mean, the, the the people at Alani are just absolutely amazing, and they work in an environment that actually promotes that, and that's really cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'd love to work at Imagineering. So I take it a chance to spend 
you know, time in the Himalayas or on, you know, <laughs> on the east coast of Big of the Big Island or whatever. You know, it's just, there are so many cool things that they get a chance to do just discovering what it is they want to do next. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how how miserable would it be to have as part of your job? We want you to come up with something exciting. Go find it. Yes. <laughs> and yes. you're going to pay me for that. And you're going to pay right. me for that. That's, that's right. right. That's right. Yeah. And I would love it because then I could tag along. Oh, right. That's it. That's totally it. So, yeah, um, they're, they're incredible people, and, and I'd like to be part of that. Of course, I get a chance to go over there every once in a while, and it is one of the coolest places on the planet. That would be such a great place to see. <laughs> it's just, it's amazing. Yeah. So what do you, or is there anything that you never get asked that you wish people would ask you? Um, you know, it's funny because I think that, you know, nobody's going to ask because it's implied that you only got here because you're, you're lucky and, and for no other reason. But, you know, how is it that you're, that you're as lucky as you are to do what you do? Because I think the thing that we would always love to be able to say is that we know we are so lucky. You know, we just happen to be in the right place at the right time. And our, you know, luck is, you know. It's legend. Yeah. It's just, the, it's the stuff that dreams are made of. Because yeah. the both of us feel that even though it, it may sound improper to, to judge a person just lucky, mm. uh, the reality of it is there are, for me anyway, I, I can name 50 other people who can do every bit as good a job as I can. And I was just, I happened to be at the right place at the right time with the right friend and, and somebody with the incredibly good judgment to hire me. <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So I think, you know, we don't often get the chance to express how much we appreciate what it is that we get to do but and we that do. we know. And cause it isn't about us. It isn't about, you know, sometimes when we talk about being part of making the magic, you know, we the last thing we want is for it to, to sound as though we are responsible for the magic. We're just, no. you know, we're just trying to keep up with everybody else who's there, like I say, doing the hard work, like the cast member who is there making magic for a little kid hundreds of times a day. And they get up and they come back and do it all over again the next day, mm. over and over and over again. That is astounding. And um, yeah, we... And and I and I want to give a shout out to the, some of the people that have, have made our jobs as cool as they are. Please, um, I want to start out with with the entire production uh, production staff. Um, there are so many names over the years that have done. Uh, they they've been part of this. I mentioned Joey Michaels, and there's there's John Addis and Glenn Kelman and and. Uh, uh, Bonnie and uh, Chris, Utley. Chris Utley, yeah, mm -hmm. uh, Linda Simmons. And We're going to end up leaving somebody yeah, I, out. We are, we just know and I'm not going to. I'm not going to try and turn <laughs> this into a, 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 a Oscar acceptance, an yeah, Oscar yeah. acceptance speech. But there, uh, Jason and Carolyn are the two people who write most of the things that we say, and Carolyn loves to play with me. She just absolutely keep him on his toes. She just adores giving me alliterations that will drive <laughs> most people right straight up the wall, and and she never gives them to me in situations where I can stop and look. 
<laughs> I mean, usually what happens in, in, in situations where she starts in on me is it's a live thing and the script just got there. <laughs> and I've already been, you know, it isn't, it isn't literally that I get the script handed to me and I've got to, and I've got to, I get a chance to at least look at it. And once I've looked at it, go, <laughs> gulp. Uh, and, and, and. The the two of them are just amazing people, and I want to I want to thank them uh, because they've they yeah. they put words in our mouth literally mm -hmm. um, to the people in the entertainment department uh, as as long ago as as Mike Davis who continues to hire me for uh, projects in Japan, uh, God love you, you know. <laughs> To Stan Freeze, who has has brought music into my life in the most unusual way with his giant tuba, you know, <laughs> um, and to and to people uh, like Sandy Halloran, who have always been there as a stage manager to make sure that things like candlelight go off like clockwork. Yeah. David they, Carrero, David Carrero, uh, yeah, we Kate we Frankel, we work with people great every day. Who Holly oh, yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, and the, the, the <laughs> list goes on. I mean, uh, James Wood. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. We could we could start talking about you know, and and then on top of that, the, the lady who is who has made oh, my yes. job. She's the one who did it all, and that's Barnett Ritchie. Barnett and and Bruce Healy are directly responsible for making me as uh, as much of a big deal as as people think I am. You know, uh, they wrote Fantasmic together, and uh, Barnett, Barnett has been my champion for as long as I can remember. She's the reason I did those uh, four uh, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean premieres. Mm -hmm. She's the reason that I, you know, that I was the announcer at, at the largest showing of of a of a motion picture ever, and that was Pocahontas in the Park at. Central Park. Oh, right. You know, she's, you know, I got drug all over the country because that's because Barnett wanted me there. And I thought, wow, ain't that a kick in the head? <laughs> yeah. You know, and to her sidekick, by the way, Kevin um, Frawley, who has who's also been a champion. These, pe these people are the ones who are responsible for me being the announcer. Not me. These people, these people are the people who really are what makes the Disney Disney dream continue, and I think it's amazing. Yeah, thank you for sharing your spotlight with them because they're you know, people are less likely to hear from and about them than they are you guys, and they're less likely to hear about you than you know some of the more in the spotlight ones. So. You know, it's great that you are letting us know who they are and how important a role they have. I appreciate that. Thank you. So. We couldn't do it without them. No, mm -hmm. no, and we wouldn't be doing it without them. Yeah. So we all have those people in yeah. our lives, no matter what it is we're doing. And I think a lot of the times we just forget to turn the spotlight over on them for a while. I think the thing that's so interesting, Randy, is that the people that I worked with in the past 20 plus years, and and uh, in February, I think it'll be 24 years, the beginning of the 24th year. Um, there, I've, I've worked with True Genius, uh, Bruce Healy, 
is one of the most amazing and gifted musicians I've ever ever heard of. I mean, if he weren't writing theme park music, he'd be writing things that would, you know, that would last outside and in the real world it would last forever along mm -hmm. the lines of, you know, classical composers, uh, you know, pop composers, film Car scores, yeah, film scores the whole nine yards. Bruce is an incredible talent. Uh, and, it, and it makes a huge difference. When it comes to dry humor, there is no straight man like, like Bruce Healy. He is, it's like standing in the middle of the Gobi Desert with a hot wind coming, you know, because that's how dry Bruce's humor is. <laughs> um, and it's, and it's, it's always, it's always welcome. And, and he is such an incredible talent. And I just, I think, wow, how do I, how do I tell him all the things that I, that I just know? And, and, and the people that I, that both of us work with every day. I mean, they've they've had their chance, and and they, in some cases they've done in, incredible things. One of our producers uh, was the uh, the producer of of about half a dozen tours with Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. Mm. Uh, you know, uh, we've had people who've been affiliated with every major uh, musical organization on the planet at one time or another. And it's funny, you know. Very often we will. We'll be in an entirely different setting. Um, I will tell the story very quickly, but we were we were at PBS SoCal one evening, and um, there was a there was a, a tribute band there who had just done a PBS uh, pledge offering. Okay. So she was there to you know solicit. Interviewing them. She was interviewing them and, them doing and, the and soliciting you know, that night. pledge. Mm -hmm. um, and she turned around and she says. You know who that is? Turned out that this this group um, had been one of the Tomorrowland Terrace bands for untold years, and they had actually released uh, they'd released an album that had my intro of them, which they had taken one one day with a cassette recorder, <laughs> and that was how the album started. And it just I went. You're kidding. <laughs> and it just... It's... So it was very cool because they they said that, you know, I was asking about their history and them getting yeah. together and all of that. Mm -hmm. And they said, and, and we, we got to perform at Disneyland. They have this place, it's called Tomorrowland Terrace, where you get to perform. And I, and I said, see that guy over there in the corner? He introduced you. <laughs> no way! Yeah. And so, you know, they, they were thrilled about that. It's fun because... You know, and then we turn around, and this one, my my beautiful wife here, it truly is one of the great pledge hosts of all times. I mean, she's she's fun to listen to because this. I say it with a smile. You do. Oh <laughs> yes, you do. And 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 the money keeps rolling in the door, which is really lovely for PBS. So Cal, I, I think it really has nothing to do with me, and actually just the outstanding programming that's on PBS. But thank you, honey. I appreciate the vote of confidence. I think you're wonderful. <laughs> that's all there is to it. And there is outstanding programming on PBS. We oh, yeah. tend to make some of it ourselves. Anyway. Right. Yeah, we're looking forward to seeing the big thing yes. coming That's right. next year. That's right. um, but in the meantime, um, a couple of questions kind of wrap up. What inspires you? You know, I'm, I'm inspired by people who get up every day and make something. Whether that's um, 
you know, make a work of art, make a new recipe, make a dress, um, make a, an organization that's going to change people's lives, you know, to get up and do something that is useful and, and interesting and challenging. I, I'm really inspired to see what people do. And I, I look at people who have taken the time to expand their talents and to learn things and to get good at playing the piano or at drawing or whatever. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm very, it's, it's interesting because as a performer and sort of a creative type, we tend to live on ups and downs of great proportions. And I think sometimes that can, it can be at once inspiring and intimidating when you see someone who is so, they've taken the time, they've put in the work to do what it takes. I, you know, I, I don't know who the pianist actually was. It's been attributed to a couple of different major megastar classical pianists that, um, backstage a woman said oh i would have, i would have given anything to be able to play like you and he says madam i have given everything <laughs> and um you know and those those are the people that i find really inspiring that they've they've done the work and they've mm -hmm. learned how to do it and i i hope to follow in their footsteps to you know take whatever it is that i'm passionate about and to hopefully change the world in some small way by learning how to to do those things I find myself being inspired by families, the people who, and, and this is, this is not to say that it doesn't exist elsewhere, mm -hmm. but the people who are mothers and fathers who have young people to raise and to make something of their lives, those people, they inspire me. They, they give me hope that yes, things are, are going to get better because that's what this world is all about. This is, this is about taking what we know, passing it down, hopefully as gently as possible, <laughs> and, and then allowing, allowing whomever it got passed down to to expand upon it. The people who teach, the people who, who parent, the people who are just, um, they're just part of of life those people are the ones who end up inspiring me most great thank you both for those answers uh i don't think i've actually gotten either one of those before and i always i want to hear whatever people have to say but it's nice to get a, something fresh and and a different perspective on it sometimes so thank you both for that you know people who are listening have their own dreams of all different sizes and shapes and most of them, I would venture to say, have forgotten them or have tried to have them, you know, kind of drilled out of them by other people and told it's a stupid dream or that'll never work or anything like that. And so the, once they hear it enough, they just put it away and maybe have even forgotten that it was ever there to begin with. So what would you tell that person? Get it out of the closet, dust it off, look at it, and make it happen. That simple. You know, in Mr. in the Incredibles, Mr. Incredibles boss at the insurance company, the guy who lines up the the, the pencils and is voiced by Wallace Shawn. Right. You know, he's he's there talking to Bob about what he should be in life, and how is it that you know that 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 Bob manages to have clients 
who suddenly know about things that don't, you know, that shouldn't be known. Right. And I think about what what makes someone incredible is the fact that they aren't going to take that from from Wallace Shawn's voice. <laughs> Even if it's just the, the voice in their own head. Even if it is yeah. the voice in their own head, yes. The dream is there. There's there's no one in this world who hasn't dreamed something really spectacular. My suggestion is there's only one way to find out if it's going to work, and that's to get out there and make it happen. That's simple. Absolutely. And that it's never too late. It never. really is never too late. Um, my dad just passed away recently and he um, went through four years of battling cancer. And even before then, he'd had a lot of things come and go health wise and and lots of issues. And he but he always said, you know, every day you're fogging up a mirror is a good day. You know, <laughs> so as long as you have the breath. You know, you're you're getting up and, and able to, to do something. Make it happen, because it isn't too late. You can be 50 years old and now starting the show that you've always wanted to, to do. Um, you can do anything that it is you want to do. It doesn't matter that you have a day job and you want to create art. You can, you can make it happen. You yeah. can make it happen. Maybe mm -hmm. you won't be world famous, but you if you're creating that art for yourself and maybe to share with other people whatever level that it is that gives you joy and brings you the experience that you want to get out of creating that art, just do it. Just do it. And it's never too late. Great advice. You know, I, I suspect that somebody listening is probably thinking, you know, that's easier said than done. It is. It is. And it is. And it is. And that's something <laughs> that we are going to explore in our series because okay. we would, we would like to be able to connect people with their lost creativity. Mm -hmm. I mean, every little kid starts out, creative every little kid and somewhere along the line either through social conditioning or whatever we we tend some of us tend to shut it off mm -hmm. and you know it's those few that manage to escape that gauntlet that um keep it for the rest of their lives and we want to learn from those people and we want to figure out how to translate those experiences into people who have locked the there's a, a quote about um and I wish I could remember who it was that, that said this, but there are probably more clarinets locked away in closets all across America than, you know, than clothing, you know, meaning uh -huh. that, you know, people have, have put away the things that they once felt passionate about because, you know, you get, you get busy trying to hold down a job, pay the bills, keep the kids going where they need to go. And we've certainly been there and done that. We've raised five children between us and we know how, hard that is mm -hmm. you know and have marriages crumbling and and things going on that really take your attention away from those other things that feed your soul but it's it's vital it's as vital as taking on air and and water and nutrition mm -hmm. even in small doses if that's all you can do finding those ways to to get inspired and figuring out how to how to Bring those things back into your life and not think of it as a selfish endeavor. You know, mm, when you're, yeah. it's like putting on your own oxygen mask first. You know, they tell you on the airplane, put it on yourself first so <laughs> that you are capable of helping the person next to you. Right. You know, so it's okay if mom wants to go take a pottery class or an art class or a dance class or do something for an hour or two a week that's only for her mm -hmm. because that's going to make you a happier person and you're going to be a lot better for your 
for your kids. And I can speak from my own experience in that regard. And now that my children are adults, they don't have any resentment toward me for those things that I did for myself to try to hold on to, you know, some, some part of me that was just for me, mm-hmm. you know, and they, they can appreciate that now. And, and that means a whole lot to me. Yeah. It sounds like, uh, then this, that this is kind of part of what your show is going to be focusing on is we look at these people who have in, allowed themselves to maintain or develop their creativity and we admire them and we look up to them, but we don't create the environment in our own lives to do that. So we say, I wish I could be like them, but then we don't do anything that moves us yeah. that direction. That will get wishing there. wishing yeah. won't get it there. Yeah. It's a great Doing first will. Step. Yeah. It's a great first step, but most people wish. only stop there. But yeah, then mm-hmm. that's, that's exactly it. And maybe, it. you know, we can admire a world-class actor and think, oh, that'd be so, so awesome to get there. And, you know, maybe, maybe the person who's looking at that experience doesn't need that level in order to be fulfilled mm-hmm. in that area. Maybe what it could make you happy is at a much lower level. So identify whatever that is within yourself and then start going start for it. I mean, because every mm-hmm. once in a while, you start painting at about age 67 or 68, and suddenly people are looking at you and going, golly, it's Grandma Moses, who painted until she was 92, but she didn't start until well after retirement. Mm-hmm. I'm... And sometimes that, sometimes that is the time that you get to, sometimes to reconnect. Sometimes it is. You know, I'm after you've right. gone through all of the craziness of... Soccer games and PTA meetings and lunches and <laughs> and science projects that are due tomorrow that now require forty two layers of paint and you know all of those all of those kinds of things. It's true. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, just I mean, it sounds like a horrible advertising slogan. Well, actually, it sounds like a really cool advertising <laughs> slogan. But just do it. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, the, those people who make shoes, they got they got the right idea. Mm-hmm. It's just you go out and do it. It doesn't make any difference what it is. Just do it. Absolutely. Okay. And that actually, because we're now back to talking about your show again, takes us to the last question. Yes. Uh, and that is shameless plug time. Is what we call it. It's the reason that people really come on the show is so that we can. I make them sit right. through the gauntlet of the rest of That's it so right. they can get to this. Anything you want to mention or promote, direct people to how to find you online, whatever it is. Um, you know, we're, we're still in the process of getting an online presence for the show. And so, you know, we haven't had a lot of material to put on there just yet. We do have a Facebook page, but haven't posted anything there for a while because we, we have had, you know, these delays, but, um, anyone interested in creativity can certainly find the on tour exploring creativity page on Facebook that will eventually have some material because we really we plan, cool stuff <laughs> well, and, and we'll have a website as well because yes. yeah. okay. we plan yeah. to use online as an extension of the show, not just a little bit of an add on, but so that when we do a five minute feature on something, we can have a whole hour of extended content on the website mm-hmm. yeah. so that people can, and, and resources and things like that. But for right now, uh, you can find us personally mm-hmm. on Facebook, Camille Dixon and Bill Rogers, Rogers. Yep. and um, online, um, CamilleDixon.com. BillRogers.LA. Because there was somebody else who had the audacity to have your same name. You know, exactly. the really wonderful part about it is he's a great guy. <laughs> I just love him to death. He's a, he's a guy who sells cameras in Las Vegas. Hmm. 
His name is Bill Rogers, and he has BillRogers.com. And he's not going out of business anytime soon. <laughs> if, if you need used camera parts or new camera parts for your very old camera, give him a call. Give him a call. He's <laughs> in Las up. Vegas. Look him up, BillRogers.com. But if you want to, if you want to hear from me, uh, it's, it'll be BillRogers.LA like Los Angeles. Gotcha. And I'll put links to all of that in the right. show notes so people can go right there and get to it. And whenever you get the website for the On Tour show set up, let me know and I'll go back and Great. add the link at all that right. point. So thank you guys so much for your time and your stories. And it's just thank been an you. absolute pleasure. It Randy, has been for it us It has too. been just a gas. Thank you. That brings us to the end of this week's show. A special thank you to Bill Rogers and Camille Dixon for being my guests, and to you for listening. Next time, we begin a two-part interview with Russell Flores. If you're a fan of the Disney details in the parks, or you want to know more about what it takes to write a book, especially a photo-heavy one, or both, you won't want to miss it. I'd like to take a minute to thank our sponsor, Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider in spoken word entertainment. Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Choose from titles like My Book, Faith, and The Magic Kingdom. You can pick that one or any of the 150,000-plus audiobooks as your free trial book, and it's yours to keep whether you choose to continue your membership or not. To download your free audiobook today, go to storiesofthemagic.com audible. Again, that's storiesofthemagic.com audible for your free audiobook. If you're currently doing something because of your love for Disney, you've written a book, created a website, or you're blogging, writing, or performing music, art, whatever, and you want to tell people about it and why it matters to you, I want to hear from you. I also want to talk to and hear from people who've worked for Disney. And if you're a Disney guest of any Disney experience, and you've had an encounter or an interaction with a cast member that made some extra Disney magic, I'd love to hear from you, too. Maybe you have a special memory connected to hearing one of the voices while at Disneyland, or any of the other Disney parks. For any of these, email me at podcast at storiesofthemagic.com or call the listener feedback line at 734-23-STORY and tell me about your experience. Subscribe to Stories of the Magic in iTunes, the Xbox Music Store, on the website, or you can hear Stories of the Magic while on the go with Stitcher Smart Radio. If you like the show, please rate and review Stories of the Magic in iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or wherever else you listen to the show and can rate it. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions, visit storiesofthemagic.com and leave a comment on the show notes for this or any episode. And while you're there, check out the show notes for useful links from each episode, too. Like the podcast on Facebook at facebook.com slash storiesofthemagic. Follow the show on Twitter at twitter.com slash storiesofmagic and tweet out that you're listening. Pin it on Pinterest, plus one on Google+. Tell your friends about the show. Keep letting others know that you're listening so they can join in the magic, too. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Stories of the Magic. There will be other days and other stories, but this tale is finished. You've been listening to Stories of the Magic with Randy Crane. If you have feedback, want to share a story of your own, or even be a guest on the show, write to Randy at podcast at storiesofthemagic.com or call our listener feedback line, 734-23-STORY. And don't forget to visit the website, storiesofthemagic.com for show notes from this and every episode and to leave your comments. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, live your dreams and make the magic in your world.